2: Get started today at try MD.com. That's trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D dot com.
1: Good morning! Wrestling in. Get up, get going. Happy hump day. It is going to be a big episode of The Winkly here today. I am your managing editor of Wrestling Inc. Nick Hausman back with another episode of The Winkly. And I'm joined here as I am every Wednesday by my good friend, Justin Labar. Justin, welcome back to The Winkly
2: going to be a big show.
1: Very big show. Of course, we're going to talk all the news the past 24 hours here uh, in just a minute. But right after the news, we only have one interview for today. Only one. We got over 50 minutes with the man himself, the two-time WWE Hall of Famer, the 16-time World Heavyweight Champion, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, styling and profiling into your ear holes here today. Justin, I'm so excited to let this one out of the bag. I've been sitting on this one since Monday.
2: Yeah, I mean, only one guest, as you said, but you only need one guest yeah. when it is Ric Flair.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. So um, you're going to get to hear a lot from Rick about Charlotte, his trademark wars with WWE, his trip to Saudi Arabia, uh, Andrade, so much more. So stick around for the interview here. That'll be coming up right after we talk the news of the day. So let's get to it here. News you can use, news that'll leave a bruise. Uh, WWE confirmed that Robert Roode and Primo Colon have been each suspended for 30 days Due to a wellness policy violations, the WWE wrote the following on their website. WWE has suspended Eddie Cologne Primo and Robert Roode, each for 30 days, effective immediately for a first violation of the company's talent wellness policy. Roode wrestled Roman Reigns on a recent SmackDown TV episode and was stretchered out of the arena after a beatdown angle. The Colognes have been off WWE TV for many months I feel like maybe a year. I'm not really sure. But there have been rumors of a return. Of course, Primo and Epico, they've been uh, working down for the WWE, WWC promotion in Puerto Rico, which is owned by uh, their father, Carlos Colon, WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, There's no word yet on what substances Rude and Colon tested positive for, uh, but we'll get that to you uh, as soon as we find out. So uh, this hits the wire. What's your reaction here to finding out about these uh, wellness policy violations, Justin?
2: Well, my first reaction was I had almost forgot that Primo still even worked <laughs> for WWE. It's been
1: yeah.
2: uh, that long, and then and then the, the uh, you know Primo and Epico it's been so inconsistent. You know they were they were the, the Matadors years ago, and then they were selling timeshares, uh, and then they just were not not there at all. Um, this is the first one of these wellness violations at least being made public, and they usually do have to make them all public now. This is the first one in a couple of years, yeah. uh, which is crazy to think because I felt like there was a time where we were getting. Uh, getting these on somewhat of a regular basis. But it's been years since we've had a um, an announcement of, of, of talent uh, you know, uh, getting suspended for this. So, um, yeah, I mean, we really can't say much more until WWE comes out and says, if they say, what exactly they tested positive for.
1: Yeah, and, you know, with Primo Colon, it's like, yeah, he'll, he'll go down to WWC where he's been working with his brother, I believe, against each other for the title down there for, for like a while now. So really not – I don't think this is going to affect Primo's career all that much. Uh, But Robert Roode, this is a real uh, bump in the road for him here. You know, it was reported that Heyman's taken a lot of interest in him, paired him up with Ziggler, gave him that tag run. I thought he looked really good as part of King Baron Corbin's court. Uh, I thought there was still a lot of room to go with that, and maybe there still is. Uh, But for a guy in his position here to hit this road bump uh, and go out for 30 days, this this could genuinely affect Robert Roode's run and push in WWE, I think.
2: Well, it could. Um, You know, I I mean... Yeah. I mean, you know, the guy's, what is his, I think he's 41. Um, he, he, he also in my mind is like Samoa Joe in the sense of, you know, I, I think they're both in, you know, both in great shape for the, for their age. Um, but, but I feel like both of them, and I'm just like, you know, I, 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 think with Root, I think his best, I think his best stuff that W is going to offer him is probably behind him. I just, I don't see, you know, I don't see him winning any titles. You're right. I, I thought he, I thought he had a nice look, a nice fit with Corbin. Um, but yeah, I mean, this doesn't help things. I mean, it's 30 days. He's not going to be used, not thought about, uh, you know, so it, granted it is, you know, granted that there is, a, it is a 30 days where, you know, I mean, coming on the holidays, they tend to try to tape stuff and sometimes they phone things in. Uh, so it's not like he's missing 30 days, you know, on the road to mania. It's not like he's lo- missing out on, on, you know, Oh, we were going to set him up for a match for mania and now we got to completely detour that booking, you know, not to say that there's ever a good time to be suspended, but, yeah. you know, just looking at it is what it is, you know. Well,
1: and, so. and with and with Rude, too, and you say his best booking may be behind him with WWE, uh, the best he's ever been used was when he was in NXT, and, like, they actually sure. treated him like a money player, you know, with all the nice vignettes and everything like that. If he's out for 30 days and you can bring him back however you want, uh, Finn Balor has definitely found a new coat of paint and some resurgence down in NXT. I could see Robert Rude filling in uh, a role very similar to that. I think he may even bring more to and be a better fit for the current iteration of NXT than he would be for our SmackDown right now.
2: Uh, I mean, I think, I mean, there's a lot of guys we could say that same thing because it's like, oh, if they go back to NXT where they were, you know, Samoa Joe probably had his best stuff in NXT. I don't know. You know what I mean? Joe
1: Joe feels like they actually taken care of him on the main roster they've tried with joe on the main roster i don't think they've even tried. well with
2: and as, as, as i've said with joe it hasn't helped as i've said with him it hasn't helped that small joe's uh, you know he's, he's had several injuries in, a, in what's relatively a short span of you know, a few years so i feel like booking consistency hasn't you know been able to take hold there, but nonetheless, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of guys we could say, oh, they went back to NXT, because we know A, they were very over in NXT by how they're used, and then B, we know if they go to NXT, NXT is a different playground, it's operated slightly different than how Raw and SmackDown is, so it feels like anything's possible in NXT, where uh, Raw and SmackDown, it's like, oh, they're gonna get lost in the shuffle, you know, I I don't know what's next, I don't know what I expect out of Robert Roode from here on out with WWE, I I just don't know, I'll be honest, I was never I was never really that interested in he and Ziggler together, Um, they made it work, but it just you know that just that just was a tag team that did nothing for me. It did not. I did not did not move me. Um, you know, to the edge of my chair at all. Both good guys in the ring, but it didn't do anything from a from an entertainment standpoint to me.
1: I get I get the argument that a lot of people would would probably be better off going the NXT route right now. But with him, it just feels so specific, right? I mean, I don't think I could see Asuka going back to NXT right now because I think Kabuki Warriors are working. Same with Becky Lynch or a Ricochet, who's even doing pretty well right now on the main roster. Uh, Or King Baron Corbin. He would not make a whole lot of sense going back to NXT. But with Rude, though, I think it does. I mean, they didn't even try with this guy. It's like all Vince McMahon knew about this guy was that he had a song people sing along to. And they made him they debuted him as a baby face after building up his heel, a heel in NXT. So I, I just don't think it's the same case for Rude as it would be for a lot of other people where they'd be like, oh, yeah, of course, NXT, toss him down there. They'd be better off. I mean, it's like they actually really knew how to use this guy in NXT, as opposed to literally everything else we've seen them do with him on the main roster.
2: Well, that is true. Um, yeah, that is true. He, he certainly did, there did seem like there was more concentrated focus on how he was being used. Obviously, yeah, the entrance music is, was was uh, was super over. Uh, that's that's kind of really yeah, tailed off uh, in his in his time on Raw and SmackDown. So yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's a it, it's 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 one problem that can be. It's one problem that I think really you know, he's one example, but it's, it's it's a larger problem at scale here is, um, you know, they have an abundance of talent and they're in the mode uh, more more so than ever in the last year uh, of trying to just acquire talent, acquire talent, acquire talent for no other reason than to make sure they can't go play elsewhere. And they, they just there's just not enough, not enough, uh, not enough hours, not enough writers in the day, I suppose.
1: Yeah, Well, let's talk about former NXT champion Seth Rollins. Uh, the Wrestling Observer reporting that Rollins suffered a broken pinky finger during a street fight. Uh, win over eric rowan at sunday's wwe live event in augusta georgia the injury led to rollins match with cedric alexander being nixed from this past monday night's raw in greenville south carolina now rollins ended up instead forming the stable with the authors of pain and delivering a stomp to kevin owens but he was originally scheduled to wrestle alexander in singles action and the match with alexander was scheduled to be a step in rollins heel turn direction now There had been talk of doing Rollins versus Owens at Sunday's WWE TLC pay-per-view, but the match wasn't finalized and was not listed and is still not listed on the updated listing for the card uh, that's been released. Now, WWE officials uh, noted to The Observer that Rollins has been cleared to perform with the injury going forward, but there's no word yet on if he will wrestle at TLC on Monday or Monday night's uh, Raw. So really interesting here how because of this injury here that I guess is making them a little wary to have him be working in the ring at the moment, even though it does sound like he may be cleared, they decided to pull the trigger and pair him with Authors of Pain this past Monday night, and this one is for the better for me. I think that this one played out just as long as it needed to be, I think any much longer and people would have maybe started to roll their eyes. I thought this was the perfect time to hit it. I just can't say enough good things about how I thought it played out on Monday night. And uh, yeah, bummer for Alexander that he didn't get to be a part of this. I'm sure that maybe we'll get back to it here in a couple weeks. But I thought that this all played out perfectly, regardless of the circumstances.
2: I agree. Yeah, they really didn't need to have many more weeks of, oh, just this is a coincidence. Um, you know, I, I thought it was I thought it was done well. People have been wanting to boo Seth Rollins. So let's just go ahead and do it. Let's go ahead and um, tell him that's what they're supposed to. And I even I liked Rollins uh, promo and explanation. I, I liked that he <clears throat> I like that they revealed him, you know, OK, he is in cahoots with him. And then he comes to the stage in you know, the next segment and basically gives his explanation right then and there. Um, you know, And I like the explanation. I like, I like how it was essentially, you know, if I'm going to be blamed, if I'm going to be accused of such, then I'm just going to go out and do such that I'm being accused for, which is, you know, align myself with AOP. You know, I, I thought it was just great, um, great blurred lines, shades of gray of what he had to say. And, and I'm also fine with the fact that he and Owens, if, if, if it stays this way, uh, don't have a match at TLC because I think, you know, they're, they're actually – there, there actually is some, some, some thirst here to see Owens get his hands on Rollins, um, but also Owens keeps getting, you know, you know, outnumbered by AOP. You know, this is one of those old-fashioned deals where you know Owens could go through the gauntlet until he gets to Rollins. He could have a match with one of the AOP members and then the other one um, until he finally can get his hands on Seth Rollins. How long you draw that out for? I'm not sure. Is this something that just is between now and Rumble? Is this something that's longer? I, I, I don't know. But I, I kind of like the fact that, that we don't need to jump right away into seth for Owens because after we do that you know then it's like okay now what's next
1: yeah uh and who do you i would think that i know it's going to be owens here versus the three of them at least to start but i would think at some point even temporary there's going to be somebody that comes to his aid who do you think that that would be would it be like street profits you think would that be the person to round out his six-man tag when when the time comes for that match
2: Uh, yeah i mean you'd think you'd find a tag team to put with him uh, so, I mean, you know, Street Profits jump in there, uh, the Viking Raiders jump in there. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, yeah. You know, that, you know, I mean, I really, I mean, I, I say that and I, I should bite my tongue. I actually think that if you can, um, I, I think I tweeted this a few weeks ago, if you can actually keep the Authors of Pain completely separate from the Viking Raiders, that could be a hell of a like collision course of like a WrestleMania match. Uh, if you can let those two just steamroll through people for a few months here. Um, yeah, I mean, Street Profits, uh, I mean, that, that, that probably, that's the only other you know, babyface tag team they seem to have. Uh, investment in the moment.
1: Yeah. Um, well, uh, on, on Raw, well, on Raw, there's another tandem, and it appears that uh, maybe they could be splitting up. We didn't touch on this on the show yesterday, um, but I wanted to work it in today. Uh, it does look like WWE seems to be teasing a split up between Zelina Vega and Andrade. Of course, on Raw, Andrade and Humberto Carrillo, uh, they competed in a bout and during the match. Zelina attempted to get involved, but Andrade accidentally shoved her off the apron, distracting him and allowing Carrillo to roll him up for the win. The two of them then got into an argument uh, with one another uh, inside the ring and outside of the ring. The argument anticip- intensified uh, in a video that uh, WWE released uh, from backstage. Andrade and Vega discussed what happened in the ring with uh, Vega doing a lot of the talking on an excerpt here. She says Andrade and I are fine. OK, we're totally fine. It has never been more fine. We have had disagreements before. We will get through this. However, he needs to understand this. What This is was not my fault. It was just a miscommunication. That is all. That's it. Uh, Vega was first paired with Andrade in July of 2017 in NXT, and the duo were drafted to SmackDown uh, about a year ago uh, in April of 2018, so almost two years ago, actually. Um, I would be very sad to see these two split up here right now. I just think they work really well together, and I would also really not like the route of them putting Andrade with Charlotte. I just don't think the on-screen couple thing with those two right now would do either of them any favors, because like Becky and Seth, before they got paired together on screen— I think everybody was really kind of digging them as individuals uh, away from that kind of uh, uh saved by the bell teen drama stuff.
2: Yeah. The presentation of Andrade and Zelina Vega is, is a solid one. It's a, and it stands out, you know, Andrade, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of managers in the first place, but uh the, you know, there's not a lot of female, you know, manager. I don't even, I don't really want to call her a valet because she's so much more than a valet. I mean, she, I mean, she can, you know, as we've seen, she can, um, you know she can she can do some some pretty spectacular things i think it's a great presentation i think andrade by himself that's i think he loses something on having her yeah him and charlotte the, the, the on screen characters of what andrade is and, and who charlotte is makes absolutely no sense so that would be really really uh messy um i would like to see zelina vega actually get I wouldn't mind seeing her more active in the women's division in the sense of getting her more matches, but I don't think that you need to split her up from him. I think that it, it kind of goes back yeah. to my philosophy that I've said about New Day, and I've said a lot of times about WWE and stables, even back to the original Wyatt family. Too often, WWE gets in this mindset where if, if people are, are, are uh, associated, they can only all have one common match, one common you know, one common opponent, which I don't think is the case. You know, like I've always felt with New Day, you could have one of them go after, you know, uh, in a singles feud and the other two could be in a tag match. You know, I've felt that a lot. So I feel like keep Zelina and Andrade together, but I wouldn't mind seeing her get to have some of her own storylines uh, with the females.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, uh, then uh, last night we had WWE backstage. CM Punk uh, returned to the show. We'll talk about him here in just a second. But uh, you mentioned the Viking Raiders earlier. It was announced on WWE Backstage. That they're going to put their raw tag team titles on the line in an open challenge. What do you think? Is this where the, the door gets open for AOP?
2: It'd be interesting, wouldn't? It? Uh, I I would kind of think the. I mean, if you were going to see something like that, wouldn't you want to advertise that? Um, but yeah. Um,
1: What's advertising I don't, I don't, anymore? Vince McMahon knows the model, man. Everybody just shows up on Sunday. They buy their little network subscription. You don't need to advertise <laughs> You don't need to advert. You don't advertise things anymore, Justin. That's passe. Uh,
2: in today's uh, how yesterday. how <laughs> how yesterday of me yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know I saw this, I don't know who answered the challenge uh, li- Likely not two local enhancement talents
1: I was thinking maybe a, uh, Like an NXT team, like Forgotten Sons To get a little rub for NXT I don't even know that they need to win But I think bringing in an NXT team would kind of be fun and unexpected uh, In there I wouldn't go so far as Keith Lee and, and Dijakovic Because I don't think you'd want to put the raw tag titles on them But I think you could see like a Forgotten Sons Or some kind of NXT tandem pop
2: up yeah that, that's a pretty good call to actually bring an nxt team in that can uh use the exposure but can afford if they lose it's okay um especially because you know since nxt has become like as i say equal to the other two in terms of you know on 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 television each week um obviously nxt was heavily featured for survivor series because that was the gimmick of the pay-per-view but this would be a way to ensure that they get a little exposure uh, on this pay-per-view um and then we'll have to wait and see in 2020 how they map things out do this sh- you know do the brands get their own pay-per-views or, or how's it all How's it all go down?
1: I'm very interested in that. Um, But yeah, I just want to toss that out. there. Just kind of came to my mind. Well, CM Punk decided to toss something out there, too. He pitched his own idea of how to book uh, the Lana Lashley Rusev story on the show last night. Uh, He said they have a match. They have a blow off. I don't think Rusev wants to be involved with Lana anymore on screen. So Lana and Bobby go off and they do their thing. But Lana grinds on the nerves of Bobby and Bobby is sick of her. He leaves Lana, too. They have another divorce. She gets another tag team to go after Bobby and Rusev, who now have become best friends because they have a familiar, their ex-wife. Uh, this new tag team with Lana and tow will go after Lashley and um, Rusev. Uh, what they do at WrestleMania, they put Lana in a shark cage because at WrestleMania, <laughs> the new tag team that she's representing is already so sick of Lana that the loser of the match gets what's in the shark cage, Lana. We can continue at past WrestleMania. I don't know if we're doing shows in Saudi Arabia, but Lana in Saudi Arabia. I've got ideas for that too. Come at me after the show. I don't even know what the, to make of the last part about Saudi Arabia, but I don't hate the I, I don't hate the idea of Bobby and Rusev both getting tired of Lana pairing up and then going against whatever tag team she puts together. That's put you know great hire for WWE backstage. Maybe a role for Punk and Creative. I don't know. That's not a terrible way to go about this.
2: Uh, yeah, I didn't, I I didn't hate it either (laughs) when he pitched it. Um, you know, it certainly would, uh, it would certainly in the grand scheme of things, the big picture, make it seem like we got more out of this than what we maybe once thought you know, I mean, weeks ago you kind of thought, okay, so we're going to get Lashley versus Rusev and that's the big, you know, that's like, you know, is that the point? That's the payoff here. So this would, this would, if if something like that did, did develop, that would be a lot more depth and purpose to this whole thing than I think anybody quite uh, expected. So again, I don't hate it.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, uh, the wrestling observer reporting that Braun Strowman and Shinsuke Nakamura were supposed to shoot an angle on last week's SmackDown to set up a match between the two at TLC, but the angle was nixed due to Strowman being injured. Now, of course, uh, as we've noted, Strowman is currently suffering from back spasms. However, The official word that WWE is giving is that he has a sore hip. Now, Strowman is expected to be back in action soon, and it was noted that Strowman is ready. If ready, they could still do the angle with Nakamura on Friday's SmackDown. Shinsuke, Strowman, I I mean, I don't really know how we we get to it. I guess it could work. But these are two guys that are just adrift.
2: Yeah, what an odd, what an odd... uh... Matchup that would be of those two. Yeah, Shinsuke. Another one goes back. I guess as we we're talking earlier, you know, probably would be better fit back in NXT. Yes. Than he is than he is here. Um,
1: I think anybody that you tried to transition from NXT to the main roster and it just did not connect, I would go back because, like again, it's like Oscar, uh, Kari Sane. They've got the Kabuki Warrior thing right now. They're finding a groove. I'm actually compelled by them, especially now that they're away from Page. Becky, same thing. Charlotte, all four of the Four Horsemen. They've all they've all graduated. Seth Rollins has graduated. There's a there's still like this weird middle ground of guys though. Like it's not a huge group either that they tried to transition the main roster and it just didn't connect. And I and I would I would give them a second glance. I think you're right about Nakamura on NXT.
2: Yeah, I mean I you know I mean I remember being uh, there live watching uh, you know Nakamura's first first match at a takeover and i was just like this you know it's just the guy had an energy it had an energy that connected with nxt there's a certain again the way nxt presents things it just it played into uh, you know played into Nakamura. i mean what, you know what i, I mean i it just you look at him again on raw raw on smackdown and what what has it been you know yeah he had that feud with aj when he was uh you know low-blowing aj and doesn't and didn't understand english um but it's just been really scattered very scattered inconsistent presentation uh, and care of nakamura and so again if if uh and I don't know what the contract situation is. I don't know if he's one. I don't know if he's another one of those talents that they've locked up for an insane amount of money for a long time. Or I don't know if he's still uh, if, if he's got if he's closing in on on a. Be renewed. I don't know what the situation is, but if you have him, uh it's just, just nothing. You know, the whole stuff with he and Sammy. Eh, OK, but I don't know.
1: Um, Yeah. Sammy Zane uh, would be. I mean, he he and Strowman have history, though, right? Didn't he Didn't Strowman like throw him in a dumpster and try to kill him or something?
2: Yeah,
0: I think so. a couple times.
1: <laughs> a couple times he tried to kill Sami Zayn. Um, the, uh, the we also hear from the Observer: the 2019 tribute to the troops was not taped this year for TV, and there is no tribute to the troops TV special planned for this year. No word yet on why it's not airing on TV. Uh, tribute to the troops has been held every year since 2003, and has aired on either UPN, NBC, or the USA Network. There's also uh, no word yet on if the event might air on the WWE Network. Uh, Though WWE did air a tribute to the Tropes package on SmackDown. I mean, at the very least, I would think it's going to be on the network. It does seem like they filmed it. What do you, I'll I'll go to you first. What what do you think is, what do you think is the reason here they're not airing it this year?
2: I have no clue. You know, like like you just said, every year since 03, it's it's aired on some somewhere, some (laughs) property that they are associated with. So, um, you know, why in 2019 all of a sudden they wouldn't? You know, I mean, Vince is very... You know, Vince is very patriotic. You know, he he loves doing. Uh, you know, it's been very well documented. He loves doing the, the work with the military and showing the support. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't. That this would throw me for a loop as to exactly they have their own network. So uh, there's never there's never an excuse anymore of not having a place to distribute something.
1: I had a, I had a friend um, who was close to a source at the U.S. Army who tipped me off. We didn't run this story because it didn't wind up airing. But we were working on a story a little while ago about how. Uh, the U.S. Army had bought an ad spot on AEW to launch a campaign um, on AEW um, because their demos are very in line with the demos that the U.S. Army is looking for for recruitment, right? Um, it didn't wind up airing, but I did want to point that out that I do know that there has been interest, I believe, from the U.S. Army and advertisers as part of AEW that didn't wind up airing. I don't know if that has anything to do with this, but that is the only thing that came to my mind when I was reading the story about potentially why there could have been a disagreement here if the Army had made a play to, to go work with Vince's competition.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, if, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that, that's, I guess, one. If you try to find anything to connect Dot, that, that would be one potential. Um, yeah, I don't, again, this is really, this is really bizarre. I, I, after all these years for the for them not to do so, I, I just don't.
1: Go on. Um, Go research everyone go, everyone go research go look into what i just talked about find the connections or the non connections uh maria Minotos, who, 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 who,
2: who, who would have thought the year that the who would have thought the year that wwe would stop after almost 20 years of doing it the year that wwe stops doing a tribute to the troops is a year in which in which the commander in chief is a wwe hall of famer
1: and the year that they've got like uh more money invested in wwe than ever before right like i would again it was pointed out in the article like uh, the Tribute to the Troops usually does about a million viewers, which is pretty good for a holiday week uh, in in a TV world. So, uh, again, I, I don't know exactly what's to it. The only, the only thing I thought about was just that one little detail. I was like, I remember hearing the U.S. Army was maybe going to start a campaign on AEW. I don't think it happened. I wonder if Vince got upset that they were trying to make a deal with this competition. That was literally the first thing that ran through my head.
2: That's quite the that's quite the scenario, and when you, when you look at the big picture at WWE, yeah, we're doing two shows in Saudi Arabia this year, but we're not doing our tribute to the troops show.
1: <laughs> hmm. Well, they did the tribute to the troops, right? They did. I mean, it happened. There's, it's already been recorded. There's results out there. You can go find them. We have them on the site. They did the event for the troops. I just, again, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Maria Menounos uh, she posted photo uh, posted a photo and video to Instagram. Uh, with the following caption, Secret Project my NWO fam, always there. Congrats to my friend X-Pac on his induction today. Thank you, Sonia DeVille, and thank you to Rikishi for the time in the ring. Um, Sonia DeVille in the video pops in and says she's going to do great. Um, and a lot of people seem to think that Maria Menounos is getting ready for some kind of in-ring competition. What do you think? I Maybe Women's Rumble this year?
2: I think that's a great call. I think that that's a very likely call.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, food for thought. Uh, Also, WWE uh, has applied for trademarks to several things. Uh, They applied for these trademarks on December 6th. Now, I'm going to read them all out here, but I want to note that these trademarks filings come after Cody Rhodes filed the trademark to Bash at the Beach, which AEW is going to be using for two episodes of AEW Dynamite in January. WWE also applied to trademark war games and WWE Crown Jewel Back in November, after Slamboree and Super Brawl were also applied for by Cody Rhodes. So here's all of the other <laughs> WCW and ECW pay-per-view names that WWE moved to trademark. Fully Loaded, Living Dangerously, Heat Wave, Anarchy Rules, World War Three, shytown town Rumble, Sin, Sold Out, New Blood Rising, Hog Wild, Capital Combat, Road Wild. Again? Did I already say that one? Um, Greed, Uncensored, Spring Stampede, The Day of, Mayhem, Beach Blast, Massacre on 34th Street, Hardcore Heaven, And then Eat, Sleep, Conquer, Repeat, which would be for Brock Lesnar and separate from the others. But uh, not taking this one lightly, Justin. Locking all that down.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's definitely, to me, I definitely, you know, it's definitely a play of, okay, we don't want AEW capitalizing in on the nostalgia uh, fans, um, especially the nostalgia of stuff that, you know, is in WWE's library. Um, you know, and that definitely screams that when they you know, they, they apply for the trademark for greed, which was the last WCW pay per view. You know, d- days before WCW ended up getting bought by by Vince. So I mean, I'm not expecting you know, not expecting there to be a greed pay per view or a sin or a, a hog wild. I will say this though, going through this and then just having a blast on the past and memories, being the fact that they have Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live. And then whoever, whatever else they acquire, WWE that is, I think, I mean, I think it's just an easy opportunity for an event for World War Three to do the three rings and to literally be able to have all your brands have this, you know, the World War Three Rumble type uh, format. Um, I just think that's an easy layup there. And if you if you have a World War Three, was one of those things that WCW did that you know it was was so different and stand out. Uh, and WWE, like I said, WWE has more than enough talent to to satisfy having sixty people. I think was the number um it was yeah so i don't know just just that was just popped in my head when i was going through the list uh
1: yeah. yeah and i i like that idea too especially if they continue to do the nxt by like country right like if they do nxt mm-hmm. japan nxt canada you bring the uk in the american one you could do the you could do an nxt world war three with representatives from each of the country like that's a great idea it's a fantastic idea yeah, um you know don't discount a road wild those are fun i know vince McMahon seems <laughs> to like his motorcycles uh, un- <laughs> uncensored, uncensored. I have such fond memories of uncensored as a small child with the like, whatever cage. What was it? The t- the Tower of Doom, the Cage of Doom that they had. Oh uh, like, yeah, f- yeah. Three stories of cage filled with the. Uh, that, that
2: wasn't that that wasn't uncensored though. That was um. I feel like that was fall, fall brawl. Okay.
1: I know, no. That was uncensored. Huh? That was an uncensored. Sure? I'm pretty pretty effing positive that was an uncensored. Sure. But it was not the same uncensored year as the year they did the 18 wheeler match with uh, Dustin Rhodes. Was it? No, was it Dustin? Yeah, I think so. So anyway. Yeah, him and the
2: Blacktop Bully? In the Blacktop Bully, yes.
1: Uncensored, another one. I, I honestly have fond memories of many of these. I bring them all back.
2: I remember, um, I, remember, I remember a fun kind of street fight between uh, Raven and DDP, I think, was it at Uncensored.
1: Okay, yeah, well, Uncensored, good concept. And I remember as a kid hearing, like, no rules, anything can happen, Uncensored. And I was like, oh, I'm totally on the hook for that. That sounds incredible. And it was, looking back on it as an adult, maybe not the finest bits of in-ring work there that were done, but spectacle. Tons and tons of spectacle. I'm going to look this up. Uncensored triple cage match.
2: I, mean, I don't know why. I thought it was a different event than that.
1: No, and now I'm upset about it. Triple Cage. I'm pretty sure because yeah, uh, the Mega Powers try versus the Alliance to end Hulkmania.
2: Yeah, it was tra- that, did didn't 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 Hogan and them come in with like frying pans.
1: It was uh, yes, it was the Doomsday Cage match <laughs> at Uncensored '96. Um, okay. and uh, oh man, looking at these photos, I'm gonna watch this match today. That's Wait, what
2: what month? What, what month is that?
1: um it would have been eh,
2: it was 96 obviously was before he turned heel right so it was like early 96
1: March of 96 oh yeah yeah yeah. it was a couple months before so that
2: that was probably the last that's probably one of the last times we saw him before he disappeared and then resurfaced back up in July
1: this was the match where I think they escaped the cage and then they had to go back in to do the pinfall and it was like the most confusing finish to any pay-per-view in the history of professional wrestling so
2: not as not as confusing as a battling a giant in a monster truck on a roof and then, and then knocking said giant off roof.
1: That's not confusing though. That's just, tough. And, then he
2: come, that's, and then he comes back.
1: That's just tough to believe that you would murder a man <laughs> by shoving him off the top of a roof in his monster truck, only for him to come back later <laughs> in the night, completely unscathed. It's, it's a tough pill to swallow, but easy to follow. I'll say that much. So,
2: OK, good. Good correction there.
1: Oh Man, oh, man. Um, Goldberg is going to be the next guest on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions on the WWE Network. This one's going to air after WWE TLC. The Undertaker interview is great. I love that these are being tied to the pay-per-views and not we every single week and burning me out. These are well paced and good guests, at least the first two the, so far.
2: Yeah, I watched the Undertaker one twice, uh, just because I was like, I watched it, I enjoyed it, and then I was like, you know what? I, I'm sure I might have missed something. Let me go back again, and I watched it again. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to this. You know, Steve. I mean, obviously Goldberg and Steve Austin in the same room—that's interesting. That was one of those, you know, dream matches that never happened. Um, but but Steve Austin is just such a good interviewer. He yeah. he he. Um, you know, I, I equate him very similar um, in terms of method to Howard Stern in the sense of like just has this ability to just get things out of a guest Um, you know so I I don't know just for what it's worth I I love listening to to Steve Austin do interviews and so yeah Goldberg will certainly be another one that uh, yeah I don't know if you can get the Undertaker was always like that one that I thought would be the most fascinating because it's because he's been so well protected and he's done so few interviews so the fact that we actually got Mark Calloway you know as Mark Calloway I mean I don't know if you can get a guest it's I don't know that might be as high as you can get in terms of like you know he also had Vince before but Vince is always going to be a little bit Events is always – he's never going to show you his full hand, so to speak. Sure. Um, but, but but nonetheless, I'm still looking forward to this series to see who else uh, – you know, I, I think the only other, only other one beyond Undertaker that I think would be really fascinating to talk about, you know, you don't get a lot of, would be if you could get, get Steve Austin to do a full interview with Brock Lesnar. Uh,
1: didn't they do a Brock interview or try to do a Brock interview?
2: No, nah, they did Heyman.
1: They did Heyman? And
2: then, and, and then Heyman – yeah, they did Heyman on the old version of the podcast. Uh, on, on the network, I believe, because yeah, because because I believe Hayman started uh, started kind of teasing like a like a Brock Austin match and a match that we never got, and I that, that, that pissed Vince off. Okay,
1: hmm. all right. Uh, I'd be interested in Steve Austin, Kevin Owens one too, since Owens took the stunner and is basically running around beating Stone Cold Steve Austin right now. So, um, TMZ reporting that former WWE star Brodus Clay, aka Tyrus, is being sued by Britt McHenry for sexual harassment. Uh, We've talked about this briefly. Uh, We talked about it when it broke a couple months ago, but uh, it's now become an actual lawsuit. Uh, Tyrus was McHenry's former un-PC co-host on Fox Nation. Uh, Britt McHenry is claiming that Tyrus sent her text messages that included threats of a dick pic and comments about her butt and legs. She also claims that he lied and told HR management that they were both just flirting. He showed the investigators photos and texts of her cleavage and nearly bare breast which McHenry claims the pics and texts were doctored and not really her. Tyrus was removed from UnPC, but was later given his own show, Nuff said. Britt McHenry is also suing Fox News. She claims that after she told uh, about what Tyrus did, Fox News shut her out of the company events and refused to allow her to appear as a guest on other Fox News shows, A rep from Fox News told TMC Ms. McHenry's lawsuit recycles the same allegations she filed in the New York State Division of Human Rights in October, to which we filed a response on Friday. As we have previously stated, Ms. McHenry's allegations have been fully investigated, and we are confident our actions will be deemed entirely appropriate in litigation. We expect all of her claims to be dismissed. So uh, we'll have some resolution, it sounds like, here in the coming months on this one. I'm sure that uh, Discovery will be very interesting here, especially if she's alleging that uh tired the these text exchanges that Tyra said uh sent or showed were doctored um but just uh not good not not good
2: yeah um i mean it's un- it's unfortunate no matter what i mean if, if if he is in fact guilty of doing what is he he's, he's been accused of that's unfortunate if he if if he's not and there you know and this is you know it, it's unfortunate across the board it really sucks he you know uh i i i got a i got a chance to manage against Tyrus in a pretty high profile main event match on iPay-per-view some years ago. So I I got to work really closely with him for a concentrated period of time. And um, and I remember one of the things I discovered, this was not long after him coming off of his Brodus Clay run in WWE, um, so he had momentum and, and and you know, the guy he's super charismatic, which that, that you can see just from being a viewer on screen. But actually you had to talk to him, that's when I first realized like how well spoken, how intelligent this guy was. And then so then and this is prior to him really getting on Fox News. So then when I saw him popping up on the different uh, programs on Fox News, you know, never mind whatever your you know, never mind uh your your, your your political views but just just to, just to watch him, him uh, himself he just he did really well he was entertaining he, he presented his opinions in an entertaining fashion as you figured a guy like him uh with his background would uh so it sucks it's unfortunate it w- w- because no matter what whether he did do what he's being accused of or if he didn't um you know th- th- that's definitely is a huge derailment on his you know, his, his television career outside of, of pro wrestling, which, you know, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen here, but uh, a sucky story to, to hear about.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And again, I, if, if she's alleging that there were doctored texts, you, we will know that in discovery. <laughs> I mean, like having sat through the CM Punk uh, uh, and Colt Cabana versus Dr. Amon case here in Chicago, uh, once discovery starts, they take all your texts, they take all your emails, they double check them. They put them up on screen they put them in context, so I'm sure we'll hear more about this here in the, in the coming months. Uh, JTG, our last news item here, formerly uh, WWE superstar, one half of Crime Times, JTG. Uh, he took to Twitter yesterday on his 35th birthday, happy birthday, JTG, uh, and announced a new app, Earsay. The app, available now on Google Play and the App Store, allows users to send audio memes to their friends. The video ends with JTG receiving a special birthday meme from Shad Gaspard through the new Earsay app. JTG's pitch includes a taunt at the Young Bucks asking the AEW executive vice president why they continue to ignore Crime Time. JTG believes that, that the pro wrestling world needs a Young Bucks versus Crime Time match. I am honestly, Justin, a little surprised that Crime Time has not landed somewhere. Shad Gaspard legitimately out doing things in Hollywood right now, and he's working on comic books as well, I, I believe. JTG... Is twice the size he was when he was in WWE. He is a monster right now. Why do you think it is that Crime Time hasn't landed anywhere, especially with how vibrant the scene is at the moment?
2: I, I, that's a good question. I, I mean, you know, and, you know, I mean, and it's not like, oh, people, you know, it's not like, <clears throat> oh, nobody will care about the gimmick. I mean, you, you you look at look at look at Street Profits, look at House Party, look. I mean, like it's they are there are some there are some traits of what you know what Crime Time did, and I mean, Crime Time was. Those two guys are so entertaining, and, and that, this was really good work that WWE did with the video vignettes and the, all the the street justice and street. Nah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, crime time was it was just you know incredibly entertaining. You're right. Both these guys are in phenomenal shape. They still look the part. They still look good. Uh, I, I'm not sure why, uh, but I I, I I can always I can always smile and laugh if I go and find some old videos. Just hearing that voiceover, of, yo 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 yo, it's crime time. <laughs>
1: My guest at this time is the styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheel and dealing, two time WWE Hall of Famer and 16 time World Heavyweight Champion. He is one son of a gun. You can support him by visiting rickflairshop.com. It is the nature boy, Rick Flair. Rick, thank you so much for taking the time.
0: Hey, good afternoon, Nick. How are you? I'm great, thank you.
1: Good, yeah. Well, I'm and feeling. Thank you, my Rick. I'm doing great. I'm sitting here chatting with you to start my week. It really, it <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that, Rick. I got a lot of compliments about the last interview we did together, so I'm very excited to to chat one more time before the years up.
0: Well, that's great. Yeah, it's been a long, but it's been a great year for everybody so far. So hopefully, 2020 will be even better.
1: Cool. Well, let's get let's get the let's get the shillin' out of the way here. RickFlairShop.com. That is uh, your home right now for your merchandise. Talk to me a little bit about what people can find there, what you have available for fans as they are heading into the Christmas holidays here.
0: Well, I'm not, I haven't looked at it lately. As you know, my wife runs it, but she has just about got everything imaginable uh, for sale on it and with my name on it. So um, she's gone into business with people um, that have approached her. And she's acquired a whole new line of merchandise with wood with wood working prog- uh, products and uh um, floor mats. What else? Custom wallets. Custom wallets, money clips okay. I have to I have to I have to ask that question daily to keep up with her.
1: Wallets uh, are pretty funny.
0: cool. So many people want to collaborate with her. It's been uh, I told her that's gotta be rewarding to have all these people. I guess that's an indication of her success that all these people want to reach out now to her man. that by that i mean five or six different small companies yeah that want her to carry uh, their products so man I were... mean she's doing good
1: yeah she's doing great dude a rick flair it's probably Wallace. better
0: than i know <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean probably better than i'm aware <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know what you're
1: insinuating there rick but uh i think it sounds like she's doing yeah, a great job she's got
0: job. a black american spreads, that's intimidating enough <laughs> um well uh yeah. that
1: that's some really cool stuff now i wanted to ask you well since we're starting off here we're going to talk about some other things that happened in 2019 here but since we're starting off talking about your merch i kind of wanted to know like when you were in your heyday there how much were you handling your merchant did you handle a lot of your own merchandising when you were uh when you were a uh, you know uh, so successful or no?
0: no 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 not
1: at all i've never
0: i've never handled it up until now as a matter of fact I think we probably sell more merchandise now. Wendy does. I mean the, the company obviously sells more, but um you know, I missed that era. Um I was still NWA when all that stuff started with Vince and uh you know, he gets all the credit and deserves it for uh putting together that merchandising empire that you know the WWE has and owns and makes millions of dollars off of it as do yeah. the, as do the uh, um the superstars that are that are, whose merchandise they're selling.
1: Yeah. Well I mean, so um,
0: yeah. it's great. You can, they can make a living on that alone. Yeah. If they're if they're in the top uh four or five which is great to know.
1: Yeah. Well and that's kinda of one of the things I wanted to ask you about. I don't know how you're familiar with how a lot of the guys on the Indies are doing it right now, but they got pro wrestling tea stores and Patreons. It seems like They've really kind of taken control of their brands. I didn't know if you had an opinion about how wrestlers have moved into to doing that all on their own now and kind of creating their own businesses out of themselves.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, uh, everybody's become aware. I mean, just in the last couple of years of how important it is to you know trademark to own your own name. Yeah. Um, to be to prepare yourself for the future, as this as we all know that it can last two years, it can last one month or it can last ten years or in my case forty some years. But um the key is to be able to walk away at the end of it and have if you've been successful have control or some control over um uh your name um through trademarks. You know, in my case I had so many different sayings. I've trademarked a few of them, but it would have been impossible to trademark them all. But um, I think there's a new awareness to that because uh, the brand you build now is the brand that you want to carry you know, into your future. Right. Now, sooner or later, you're going to be on your own. And if you're not, you want to make sure you have that available to your children and your family, if need be. Right, yeah. Which would be, which would be my goal now.
1: Yeah. And I know that you had some uh, headlines as we're talking about Ric Flair headlines from 2019. I know that was a big one. You kind of uh, wrestling over your trademarks. Did you get everything sorted out with WWE? Are you happy with where all the trademarks sit with you at the moment?
0: Uh, I'm happy with the progress. How about that? OK, fair <laughs> enough.
1: Fair enough. You're on TV. You're doing well. I'm just just wondering yeah. as we're
0: talking trademarks. Uh, yeah, no, I'm happy with the progress. Yeah. Um, Uh, You know, I I don't want to take credit for starting all this, but I've noticed a lot of people are doing that. But you've got to remember that, and I I want people to know this before they start spending a lot of money. I spent 40 years building that brand. And so much of it was when a a brand development wasn't um, part of of the demographic that you... um, we're interested in to be successful in wrestling. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely, it makes sense to me.
0: I, I never, I never thought about today in the '80s, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's come a long way. If I'd had someone marketing me uh, the way Wendy markets me now, or the way that WWE markets me now in the '80s, or if I'd been in WWE back in the '80s, you know, which I had an opportunity to do but didn't go. Um, where would you know? Look at the I look and look at the difference in income streams and where I might have been, and also it might have changed. It also might have changed the tide and the way from wrestling. So um, hmm. no, I'm not happy where I'm at, and Wendy's done a phenomenal job. It, it's not it's something just as I'm sure they'll tell you at the WWE or pro tees or wherever. It's a full time job. Yeah, to stay on top of it because something new comes up. Virtually every week and sometimes every day. Yeah. Uh, and you've got to you be ready to jump on it. And uh, that's what's fun, but it's fun for her to do it. And it keeps her busy. Um, she probably could do this job and work for the WWE. She's gotten so good at it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's nice. To, it's very nice to be able to, but she's happy with it, too. Good. And good. she, um, you know, everybody, every man wants to see a woman with her own income. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that before. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's got to feel a little nice, right? Not not taking a shot at anybody. (laughs) I'm just I'm just saying that I know that you've you you have expressed many times to me and and others how much you love Wendy and what a great job she's done. Uh, You know, taking care of you here, making making her way in your world. You know, right now. So (laughs) I'm not surprised to hear that. Actually, she's made.
0: She'd made way for myself and her world. Mm-hmm. That's really the way I look at it. Um, if you take the home health care on top of the hospital stay yeah. and the rehabilitation center stay, and you take all that, and then uh, remember that um, and the numbers astronomical, the amount of money I had to pay in excess of what insurance covered, I mean astronomical, and I had to pay it off within a year. Uh, you know, technically I didn't have to, but I had to pay it off within a year to go in and have that second surgery for the reversal of my stoma. So I mean, when people bring up the word thankful, I think that word number, it doesn't I can't come off, I can't say it enough. Just not only so many people, but especially her. Yeah. Because on top of all that, she, she ran the business and raised four kids. So um, I can't speak volumes what kind of person she is. Because we had a full-time nurse, I think I told you that, Nick, and yeah. we let her go after a week. But it wasn't working out. It's just it's too personal and it's too um, it it it's just uncomfortable to have anybody else um, in a situation like that. I wasn't comfortable and. And not having the same person I was, I didn't have live in, but we had people coming during the day and, and not on a different rotation. And just wasn't, cost wasn't an issue. It was just, it's just different people all the time. And you you start from scratch explaining your life story and what happened. And so, and when just took it on full time, so. Wow. And trust me, treating a patient with a stoma, there's a degree for that in nursing that's separate from nursing so what's it called again an ostomy nurse yeah. mm-hmm. so add the two masters she has in, in education and uh international communication to give her a doctor's degree and and, and what's it called again yeah. ostomy nursing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot
1: a lot of plaques on the wall
0: yeah. uh-huh?
1: a lot of plaques on the wall a lot of certificates
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so and how, a lot of care. How
1: are you feeling these days? I, I wanted to ask. How are you doing at the fantastic. moment? Fantastic.
0: Yeah, good. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I feel great. Good. 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 I've got. Uh, it's it's amazing. We talk about. It. I just was with you know friends a couple weekends ago and in public with a lot of people, and it's just. Do it's taken me two years, but to finally get back where everything is on a on a regular. I mean, my blood work is better than it's ever been. Kidney function. I mean, everything that was just down to zero, mm. I'm back to normal. Good. Or better than I was prior to being sick. So, good. certainly good. someone's been watching out for me and taking care of me.
1: Well, you look good, Rick. You know, the last time a lot of people saw you on TV was, of course, uh, heading to Crown Jewel, you and Hulk working together with your teams. Yeah. Uh, you guys, po- you got I think one of the best viewership quarter ratings – for the entire year was uh, for your and Hulk segment on Monday Night Raw. What do you think we can learn? Yeah. What What do you think we could we we could take away from that bit of knowledge? I guess.
0: Um. Well, it's it goes back to what I've said. You know, for forever. When we went back to the show in July, I think it was uh, the reunion. Yeah. Was that in July? Oh wait, without well, wrestling in Tampa. When Austin was there, Hulk, myself, Sean. Yeah. I can remember. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, it, it's, um, it, that the, um, the market bears, um, time and space for the, for the older guys or the legends. I hate that word old, but uh, <laughs> the legends to come back yeah. and be visible and, uh, the company recognizes that, um. I, I, you know, for me, I can't get enough. And I, of course, I told we we actually got you know a really good rating, and I'm very aware of it. I wish we had more TV time. Yeah. But you then you run the risk of you, know, you can't bring, you bring Steve Austin out there, and then all of a sudden you've got the whole world going to yes again because that's how big Steve was. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got, I mean, you got Hulkamania. You've got, well, the woods going to be there forever. They're stuck with that. <laughs> but um, uh, I don't know. Just it's a great feeling. It's rewarding to know that 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 kids five years old are know who we are. Yeah. Uh, because it's gone from their parents, from their grandparents to their parents to them, or you know, sometimes three generations. Like I just said. Uh, knowing these people, you know, they know who you are, they admire you and they respect you. Yeah. So it's very rewarding and I wish we could do more of it, but
1: yeah. And it was, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting because you played heel with Hulk in the ring, right? I mean, you went out there intentionally and riled some people up. You took a couple shots at the fans that got a lot of attention. I mean, what was it like for you to be in that space and, you know, every, like you said, everybody loves you. They respect you going out there and, and getting to do some heel work.
0: Yeah, well, I like that role. You know, that was my favorite role, of, uh, my favorite part of my career. You know, you can't make these people mad. Well, that's, it's wrestling. I can do anything I want to do. <laughs> that That's the gift of being Ric Flair. Did he um, think
1: you couldn't go out there and, and get it, heel it, heat? Did he really not think you could go out there and get them to boo you?
0: No, 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 no. He oh. used to say that to me when I first came to work there. Got it, got it, got it. And got then it. we did it, you know, but we did it with the rub of Triple H and all that. But I could go out there tomorrow They Everybody loves the good guy versus the bad guy. I don't care how the wrestling has evolved, how time has evolved, how we as, as people have evolved. Everybody likes a good guy and a bad guy. And I, you know, no matter what, I, if you have someone as big as Hulk, or if I went out and cracked on Austin or, you know, just like that, when I went and cracked on Sting or Dusty Rhodes or, you know, Sting, you know, it could do that with Sting now mm-hmm. or, or the take or anybody like that's got that huge persona of being a good guy. You know, the thing of it is I went and got cleared medically to do something physical in, uh, in, um, Saudi and then eventually just vaccinated. So, um, You know, I could have fed, if I'd fed Roman and that huge comeback he made, and um, that would have been, you know, the coup de grace. But, you know, or running around, let Hulk tap me, whatever. You know, you just want to give them everything that they've paid for. And sometimes I feel if I'm not physically involved, or you as an individual, you know, I'm sure Hulk felt the same way. We're not really giving everything we have if we can't do something physical. Does that makes sense?
1: Oh, it, it 100% makes sense. And that's something I hear from a lot of veterans, you know, uh, about how the, the will is there, right? But the, the body, I mean, you, you're, you're a crash test dummy. I can totally understand uh, the concerns that come along with this, especially the career you've had.
0: Well, yeah, I just, I could, you know, I'm cleared not to do anything. I just, they're never going to put me in that position. But I, I have this gift that God has given me of, my, you know, <laughs> I don't hurt anywhere. Not Every time I say this, I knock on wood, but to know that my knees and my hips, my back, uh, my rotator cuffs are stiff, but I don't have any discomfort. And then to see my friends, I mean, everybody's got hip location, knee replacement. Um, Hulk just got through with a tense back operation. I mean, and I mean, serious, major surgery. Um, and he just barely, you know, and he, and by his own admission, I, and I was with him, he had a real tough time making the through Saudi and back.
1: Yeah.
0: And when he came back from Saudi, he went and had it done. But the key now, as I've learned through this thing with my pacemaker, the key is you can't hurry the healing process. Does that make sense? So
1: mm-hmm. yeah. first
0: couple of times my pacemaker, there were issues. Because I just got too active, I so said, "Don't drive your car for a month." Well, hell, I, do. <laughs> I wanted to drive home from the hospital. You know what I mean? I just, I don't, I don't work like that. Yeah. I was when I had my surgery. I was driving, um, you know, way before I was supposed to be driving a car. Um, but it, I just, I'm built like that. I'm different. We, the wrestling business, unfortunately makes you insensitive to pain, discomfort and sitting, uh, sitting still. <laughs> so Hulk's biggest issue right now is taking care of himself and following the doctor's orders to a T. I mean, Jimmy Hart will text Wendy and say, if you get a chance, tell Hulk, you know, just follow the orders because he he he, he just can't go through any more surgeries. I mean, not saying he can't, but he just doesn't have to if he'll just you know take time to heal this the right way
1: yeah uh, i want no, w- to I, w- I wanted to go back real quick uh, you say you were physically cleared are you now are you saying that you could wrestle a match is that
0: what you're saying if you wanted to yes yeah. <laughs> no I'll wrestle a match I could be i could get knocked down okay I couldn't I mean could I could i wrestle a match yes <laughs> but i would never i i, 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 I couldn't do that on, on that number one i it would take me so long to get in that kind of shape. Yeah, but I I could be involved in a spot, <laughs> take a bump, so uh, yeah, very easily.
1: I love I love Rick. That my my fir- your first instinct was when I said, "Could you wrestle a match?" You go, "Yes." Oh, uh, wait, no, I should rephrase that. <laughs> your instinct, is there, man. I can hear
0: it. Like how much you miss. No, wrestling. I mean I meant I could partake. Okay, okay, okay. I, uh, yeah, sure. I tell you when I when I sit. Uh, ringside which i've done a couple times now yeah and you see the speed and how fast the guys move and all that you just think to yourself boy at one time i was doing that you know i mean and it's it's amazing now i know why people buy ringside seats because you're sitting on top of it watching the pace of it and how fast they move and the impact of of these tremendous bumps they take it you know, which we all took, but you don't realize it when you're doing it. It's sit ringside or stand ringside, you have a whole new appreciation. Um but getting back, if I just could have fed Roman after he cleaned out up there, boom, just tap me, take a bump off the apron on the floor, you can imagine they would have gone nuts.
1: Yeah. It would be great. But, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. You know, Roman Roman winked at me and pointed to his heart <laughs> and shook his head. <laughs> 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 uh, have you watched any
1: of uh, what Tully Blanchard's Been doing with Sean Spears over in AEW?
0: I have seen him out there one time, yeah
1: Okay, what do you think of uh, I, that? Yeah, because it just kind of sounds like what well, you want I, to be I haven't
0: that. seen him talk or anything All I've seen him do is manage um, So I, I haven't heard him talk And I I know I have I've only seen him out there, I guess, twice now mm-hmm. But I, I haven't heard him talk or anything So what... what does he talk for him as well? He He's more of a, he's like decidedly
1: in the manager role. I think they're trying to let Sean talk until he's kind of the voice in his year. And it's been more physical, right? Like I'm, it, you know, I'm seeing actual manager spots in Tully Blanchard matches, which is something you don't really see a whole lot of anymore, you know, stuff behind the uh-huh. ref's back, stuff behind the ref's back, you know, un, untying the, the turnbuckle and stuff. It, it's, it's like a, it's something that is familiar, but I just don't see that, I don't see
0: anymore what Tully's doing right now. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. Well, they don't do a lot of things. They don't do a lot of things anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: If, if, you're, if you're asking me if I can do stuff like that, of course. But, um, I mean, that to me, that's part of wrestling. Uh, I, you know, the, that's one of the things that, that drives me crazy. And I know the answer, because um, I've been told a number of times, but I, I, the thing that really is is, um, hard for me to understand is the people making their own matches now Hmm. during the body of the show. I just, I'm a mark for Stephanie McMahon, which um, I have been forever. Um, Even going back, you know, before she and Hunter got married, she's always been a natural on the mic.
1: Yeah.
0: uh, Like her dad. But I was, I just, I know they don't use her as much anymore. I know that she wants to be home with her family. But to me, not having her out there, and she can go either way, which is a tribute to her greatness. She can be good one week, bad the next. But when she wants to be bad, she is the best heel right now in the business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So are you? Are I mean, you... Look,
0: I can look huh
1: uh, 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 Don't go ahead. That's fine.
0: What would you say about me? No, no.
1: no well, I was going to jump in and say, are you are you advocating to bring back more authority characters as opposed to letting wrestlers make their own matches and things like that?
0: Yes. Well, I'm not advocating it. I just, it's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I like that better when someone makes, you know, it's like they got to the point where they were telling Vince what to do on one of the shows. And that, to me, is absolutely taboo. Yeah. Because then, when Vince when Vince walks out there, it's like man, time has stopped. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and, and I'm telling you, it when everybody's there, you see the rating. He just prefers not to do it anymore. But every time he talks, they listen, and that that's not going to change. I like to think the same applies to me, like it does Steve or Hulk. You give us if you give us time, you know thirty seconds is not interview time. You need five, six, eight minutes. Yeah, it's not like it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So,
1: yeah, and they've been doing that with guys like put, Cody Rhodes and Jericho over in AEW. I feel like that's the show that actually yeah, allows
0: and, and Yeah, and that's a very positive part of their promotion. Yeah, yeah. very positive part. Yeah, absolutely. And Jer- I think Jericho has done a, done a hell of a job. hmm Um, and Cody uh, the, the the piece they did on Cody um, getting ready for the championship match, <laughs> I thought was great. Yeah. Because it was, you know, very, 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 very true and, and heartfelt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah.
1: And the problem- it's like
0: it's like when, Roman, when when Roman came out and told the world that he had leukemia. I mean, I'm sitting at home watching this. I'd never heard. I'd, I was just there the week before. I'd never heard anything about it, and I thought, "Holy crap! How do I not know this?" But I mean, you had to be—did you watch that when it came out that night?
1: I have, I have. It was—it caught me off guard. And I've talked to members of his family, like Rikishi, and you know, family yeah. member, family members knew it wasn't a surprise to them. But yeah, oh yeah, I knew I, that. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear that it, you didn't know. I feel like I, it was maybe kind of why
0: well, um, you know what you know what it was determined that Tuesday before on, on SmackDown. Really? When I was there doing something, and uh, there was a big uh, hassle backstage, and I didn't know what it was. I thought somebody had gotten upset with, you know, what they were doing, and uh, it was actually the blood work had come back on rolling. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, it was that fast. They only had a couple days. But, um But look at him now. Thank God. Up and running, and got incredible gift of the look. Holy cow. Wow. I mean, really, he's got everything there is <clears throat> that there is in wrestling.
1: Yeah, wow, uh, that's that would that would be very intense uh, to be around that. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you also to just to kind of put a pin on. Hey, what, yeah, go, you ahead, go did, ahead. Your
0: health. Trust me, I take all that stuff really seriously because I You know, I've dealt with it, not not cancer, but I've been in a position where nothing was guaranteed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I take yeah. stuff like that, and he. I tell him all the time, he does a lot of these um, commercials now with, um, you know, for charities that they are on the show. And with him doing them, it just gives them, it just brings them, it, they become almost sentimental. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, 100%. The
0: stuff with the children in it. Yeah, it, it's really good. <sighs> coming from him, it's it's, um, it's very special. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, well, I wanted to ask you real quick uh, while we're talking about uh, we were talking earlier about you and Hulk and the work you guys did going into Crown Jewel. You you caught a flight with Hulk back from Saudi to the states. It was just you you two and Jimmy Hart. I think it was. That seemed quite an eclectic bunch. What was it like uh, on that flight? And what did you make of all of the kind of conspiracy theories that sprung up in the wake of of the travel issues that happened in Saudi Arabia
0: for WWE? Uh, you know, that's a hard. I I didn't know what to think of it because I wasn't aware of it. Yeah. Until uh, until I landed uh, in Tampa. Mm
1: hmm
0: Um, and then of course it was everywhere. I got home. Um, and uh, I we we had no idea while we were flying back that that happened.
1: Yeah.
0: We we didn't have Wi-Fi in the plane, or if we did, we weren't hooked up. We, ourselves, had been routed because of, uh, um, we had been rerouted on the way back because of a storm and had to make two stops to refuel.
1: Okay. So,
0: we flew five hours out of the way. Man. So, what was a 13-hour flight turned into a 18-hour flight coming back. So, um, I just, truthfully, was glad to be home. <laughs> Fair enough uh, But I, 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 I'll be honest with you I did not find the trip I found the trip to be easy The people were very nice uh, The hotel was great It was it was a typical first class WWE promotion Very
1: cool
0: And I'm sure the people are thrilled And as usual You know I, it, I hate to say this um, But you know People come up with scenarios Um that You know, want to paint the company bad or want to, you know, just, and that's, that's the nature of um, media these days. Sure. So, well, you know, um, I, I do understand the frustration of having to be delayed because we were in Afghanistan, seeing the troops uh, in 07. And um we uh, got delayed a day and a half because of a mechanical mm-hmm. And I've seen Vince, um, seen Vince upset before, but not nearly as upset as he was that day (laughs) (laughs) when that plane. Because we had to be back for Raw.
1: Oh sure. You know,
0: in the old days we used to go on a six day jaunt, the seventh day coming back. In this case, we got back in the states eight hours before Raw. (laughs) Yeah. So. It's too tight. (laughs) Or eight hours before the, the the start of TV, not the live show, but eight hours before we are supposed to be at the arena.
1: Fair enough. Uh, also, well, I've got you here, Rick. <laughs> Obviously, you're your two-time WWE Hall of Famer. There was some big news that broke uh, just this morning. Uh, your former yes. Evolution stablemate, Dave Batista, he's going into the Hall of Fame in April. What do you think about? Big, I know. What do you think? I yeah. Text him. Yeah.
0: I think it's great. Yeah. Good. I think it's great, and and that means we just have to get Hunter going. <laughs> And get Randy, who's made too much money to get out of it, sure. so I can get my third. There it is, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think it's uh, great that uh, Hulk and Hall, and uh, Nash. I've texted all of them, and uh, I was trying to figure out who. I think Sean Walton is going in with them too, right? He so
1: is. Yep.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. They were. They certainly. As much as I didn't like it at the time they had a major impact on the business. Yeah. So on um, that, for all of them, good, good. You know, um, we, we, we've been inducted some people in the last couple of years that I've never quite figured out. I don't need to say that. I don't need to, I don't need to mention my name, but it's a stretch.
1: <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I can give you a hint,
0: but I won't say anything. Okay. But they, they, so far we're dead on this year with people to deserve through hard work. And, uh, the impact they've made on promotions, and certainly Dave uh, made an impact um, not only with us, but as a single and always a huge star in Hollywood. And Kevin and uh, Scott came along, revolutionized that thing. Um, really got the guy that really kicked it off for him was when they got got on Sting, and that's what um, everything ties together. And I'm happy, you know, to see all these guys that were in my, in my lifetime and during my career that I had the pleasure to work with. I, even though I struggled with some of the stuff that was, it wasn't with those guys. My, my problems are with Bischoff. Um, so I can't put the heat on them. I, I was mad at them at the time, but I, I look now and I'm, I'm happy that they all are getting their due. And, uh, we all, I know, I if I look if I, I see that when Wendy and I agree to do an event like a Comic Con, the first thing I look to see of Nash is there. So, because that means I got someone to go out with at night. <laughs> as as you drink, <laughs> <I'm, it>. I, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I I, I I am now. Yeah, just occasionally, I've I've left I've left a will, uh, a tape for Wendy to play for everybody. <laughs> It says I'm doing this on my own accord. <laughs> I guess every time, every time in the past that I've had a, like a minor issue, like in Boston with TSA or the bar in,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> in Hammond or wherever it was in Indiana. Oh yeah. The, uh, the bartender didn't like me calling him fat boy.
1: Sure.
0: And, uh, which you can't get arrested for, by the way, um, cannot. And, uh, what was the last of it? Someone you took a Hulk. picture of me drinking when I was at Auburn.
1: You and Hulk after yeah, the I, after your segment, like went out huh? drinking and, and he had the Shirley Tem- like there was a Shirley Temple incident where the fan you gave Hulk a line about how the last time he had a Shirley Temple with this guy was with his wife or something like that. I forget. that that was what I think he said, maybe in a, in an
0: interview. Oh oh no, that was me and Hulk. That was in, that was before he took off for started. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Was- yeah, yeah, the guy came over was being really, uh, uh, you know, real overbearing. And finally, I just rather put him in the spot. That's where I'm really good at. I'm really good at telling people that are making me uncomfortable. That's where I'm the best deal in the business is in the bar. So, um, but unfortunately, he didn't say anything to me walking out. But I left Hulk down there when he walked out. Because he was more interested, I think, in getting Hulk's attention than mine. But so Hulk just used my line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how, that always gets easy. That was a good no line. No one likes to, no, no one likes to <laughs> be told in front of their friends that you've had the company of their wife <laughs> or enjoyed that moment. <laughs> that he probably hasn't had in a year. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, going back to nineteen, going back to nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll take your wife home like a woman out of her. <laughs> Um, that always hurts.
1: Okay, last thing I gotta ask you about. I've gone a little over, Rick. I, I apologize, but I do. I do have to ask you. Oh, no, it's fine.
0: I'm enjoying this. I'm having okay. fun with you. Okay, great, great, great.
1: wonderful, good. Okay, because I do want to ask. Uh, uh, one of the things you're making hay in the Flair universe as we wrap up 2019. Corey Graves has got this new podcast. He gave this comment about how he he thinks Charlotte should be booked stronger than she is at the moment, and it got a lot of attention. I was just wondering uh, if I could get your take on. You know, where Charlotte is right now in WWE, uh, and if you think she's being taken care of, I guess, with the way they're handling her.
0: Well, that's, you know, you couldn't have brought that up at a better time. Um, I am not happy with the way they're doing it, but then again, I have uh, nothing to say about it. And um, I guess what I I Mm -hmm. don't like is that... um, and she's been put in that role where number one, I hate that any, and this is important that people finally get this through their head, they never will. Um, I, I, she, number one, I need to be left out of the equation, okay? Yes, um, she has surpassed me in talent, and um, and she's never going to be around for 40 years, which is one of the reasons that I'm still you know, if I'm a household name or whatever you would call me. It's because I was in the business for so long. You don't walk away from 40 years of TV. And I think that they look at Ashley and say, well, she's like her dad. Number one, she'll do anything we want her to do because she's a pro, just like I did. She won't drag her feet. She's so damn good. So damn good and much better than anybody else that they can do whatever they want because the next day she'll be rise up and uh, be who she is. And uh, I don't think she'll ever be bored with a storyline. Does that make sense? Yeah. And not participate at its fullest. So that part is, is wrong on Corey's part. But as far as her being best athlete in the company, he's spot on. As far as her being in the Hall of Fame already, he's spot on. And as far as her being the biggest star, she's the face of the women's division. I mean, I assume that you understand what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry.
0: Go go ahead, that's fine.
1: I was just going to agree with you. I was going to say, you know, I've been very impressed with Charlotte and how she has given so much to others. I don't know that you would have Becky Lynch in the position she is right now, or even Sasha or Bailey had Charlotte not really bent over to really put, to, to, to give them big, meaningful wins over her. I mean, she's picked up a, obviously her fair amount of championships as well, but weirdly now, as I talk about it out loud, she kind of reminds me a little bit about you of you in the way that she handles the business.
0: Well, I mean, here she is on Friday night. She, um, uh, puts, um, does a favor for Bailey, and on Monday she does it for for Becky. Mm-hmm. Different shows. Yep. Who does that? You. <laughs> no, no. Oh yeah, I I did. Yeah, I know. But name me another. Name me another uh, female superstar who's done that. It's
1: it's it's very few and far between that can do it, but not just do it, but keep their status. Like that's really the measure of exactly. a exactly exactly. And yes. that's see that's,
0: but it's so hard. You know, because I like and respect all the girls. You know, I'm her dad, but here's the deal. You know, she's my daughter, okay? She has made her own way, and she's made it because she has gone through such a rigorous and demanding personal schedule, agenda, rather, because of my last name. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, well, she, the she yeah,
1: absolutely. In the door,
0: you would think it's not like she walks in the door and she inherits a company to run. She has to walk in the door and be Ric Flair's daughter, which in everybody's eyes means she's going to get a freebie. Well, that's not the way it was. She had to work twice as hard, be twice as good, and that's the way it is every day for her because she walks in the arena, and she hears the woo, nobody can get over that, and she has to be that much better. And she never takes it for granted. I just told the story the other day. She flew, uh, I mean, I'll give you an example. Last week, <clears throat> she did Raw in Nashville. Tuesday, she flew to New York. Tuesday, we did the March of Dimes, mm-hmm. which was a huge success and a great event. Be par- participating in, then she flew from there to California for a cigarette commercial, and flew home, changed clothes, and went to Jacksonville yeah. with no days off. That's her schedule. But she wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and yeah. She- what, what 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 happens if they leave her off or something? She'll say, "Daddy." Why did you leave me off of that? I said, well, maybe they're giving you a day off. You know, just don't. That's how she's geared. Yeah, she wants to be the best every damn minute, and she lives that way and won't take a deep breath. Hmm.
1: Do do Um,
0: do I think I think Andrade mm -hmm. and finding you really peace and someone that she's really happy with has you know has geared her down a little bit, but. I mean, she is so hard on herself. And I'm sure the other girls are too, as are the guys. I mean, if you want to be the best, you never stop trying. You know what I mean? Ashley's the only one in my family that will ever understand what it is and what we do. It's a different business, unique to anybody else. It's the greatest company in the world to work for. They're the greatest people in the world. But what makes them so special is that they won't ask anything of you that they don't do themselves. And I'm telling you, those guys on the writing team are talking to Vince at 2 o'clock in the morning if that's what he wants to do. That You had to have heard the stories.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, that does. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: if you work for them, hey, he doesn't sleep, you don't sleep. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> but he's not laying around. These are Hunter and Stephanie. My God, they hardly have any time together at all. Hunter and Stephanie bust their ass. If Hunter, when Stephanie is not on the road, she's in the office, you know, with uh, a ton of other responsibilities as the CEO. And now you got Hunter at Smack at uh, Raw, at at uh, NXT, and at SmackDown, and they're home for a day. Do you think that should change? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Like no. At, okay. No. No. I mean, do you think that these people should get more time off, or is that just the nature no, of the no, beast? No. No. Yeah, no. No. Okay.
0: No. What I, okay. the point? No. The point I'm making is, I guess I was listening to your reaction. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. That's what makes it special. There, you can't get mad at them.
1: Yeah.
0: Because that's what they do to themselves.
1: Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and I, I thought it was great that you brought up the point of her having Andrade on the road with her. I, I can, uh, I can only imagine how much that helps you mentally to have somebody else there with you on that ride. Um, I did an interview with Shablo. Yeah, and he, and he and
0: he and he had the same vision. He had the same vision for her. That she has for herself. Does that make sense?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's where I was going with this. Is I did this interview with Chavo Guerrero not long ago, where he compared Andrade to Eddie Guerrero. He said he saw uh, a lot of yes. He, he saw a lot of Eddie in the work that Andrade is doing, and of course, Eddie is one of the greatest of all time. Do you see the comparison to be made between those two?
0: Oh, for sure. Um, the, the the difference. The only thing that's holding Andrade back if anything at all, it certainly is an ability because what Andrade brings that nobody else brings is the ability to do anything that Ray Mysterio can do. And he's 50 pounds heavier. Man. And he's Man. six foot one. Yeah. And he weighs 220 pounds. And he can wrestle like he's 150 pounds. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's got a phenomenal look even with the cut through the eyebrow, which looked, you know, I tell him he got it all the time. He got in a nice fight. <laughs> but he think he's got a gift. And I'll tell you, the little girl with him has come so far and fulfilled the dream in her life. She's wanted to be in the spotlight for so long. And we've known her, Wendy and I, for a long time. And here she is, and she's doing a phenomenal job of managing him.
1: Yeah. And her
0: interview was great.
1: Yeah. I
0: think they're awesome. Right now. I think that I, I can't see anything holding him back. Good. Yeah. Does that make sense? Hi,
1: high praise high praise from you, Rick. Uh well and that and that's no, right. I mean,
0: he's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Eddie can could speak better English. <laughs> not, that's the only
1: really difference. No. You're one of the best orators of our day, Rick. Um I wanted to ask no, you no, Eddie yeah. Eddie
0: could I mean, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Um, well, lastly, I just want to ask, you know, Rick, as we walk into 2020 here, I mean, w- what goals do you have? Is there anything you want to accomplish next year in the world of pro wrestling? Do you have anything on, on your mind?
0: Um, no, I just, you know, I want health and happiness for everybody. Uh, I want to work for the WWE the rest of my life. And I want to see my daughter uh, continue I had the greatest career in the history of the women's division or whatever we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just so proud of her. And of course I've seen Wendy's kids grow up uh, just like they're my own. And uh, we've got two in college right now, one at Georgia, one at Auburn. And I say we, cause I'm part of the family. They let me in the door. We've got one headed out now. To either Alabama, Auburn, Mercer, Tennessee—a lot to decide. Gainesville; she's been accepted at about five schools or six already. Um, and then we got one more that's going to be in high school all by herself next year. But all's good with her because she's driving a brand new BMW. <laughs> <laughs> um...
1: All right, I have to ask. You Rick. want to go you, ahead. You want to
0: know why I'm still working? Why?
1: Because you got to pay for BMWs. Is that why? Is that yeah, what? The, okay. And, and why you got to plug RickFlairShop.com? Yeah, at, at RickFlairShop.com, go there, get your Rick Flair wallets, your floor mats, everything Rick Flair related at RickFlairShop.com. That's the place to be. Um, I have to ask Rick. Um, we did this the last time we did the interview, and it was like one of my favorite things ever. Is there any chance we can kind of wrap up the interview here with us, just kind of like wooing back and forth with each other? Is that okay?
0: And Nick, you got whatever you want, man. Nico! <laughs> woo, woo! Woo, woo! my man, Nick, and wrestling, Inc. <laughs> woo!
1: <Woo-woo>. Woo! Woo, woo! <laughs> Thank you, Justin, for joining me at the top of the show to talk all the news of the day. And thank you, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, for joining me once again. I wanted to try to hit one or two big interviews to close out 2019, and it really doesn't get much bigger than Rick. So thank you very much, Rick. And I look forward to chatting with you in 2020. And I look forward to chatting with you all here uh, in the coming weeks as well as we wrap up 2019. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of The Winkly. We have three interviews we're going to air on tomorrow's show to make up for Just the one with Ric Flair today. Uh, Tomorrow, you're going to hear an interview that I've been teasing for a couple weeks now. Uh, I'm very excited to find Led Let It Out. Of course, Ric Flair uh, was uh, one of the featured players at the latest Crown Jewel um, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I actually got a chance to spend about a half hour chatting with uh, who it sounds and appears to be Saudi Arabia's lead pro wrestling journalist. His name is Mr. King. He was front row at Crown Jewel. He did interviews with pretty much every major WWE superstar that was there. Uh, it's really interesting getting to hear his take about working with WWE PR, working with other less knowledgeable pro wrestling journalists in the scrums with the WWE superstars. And, of course, we touch on, you know, a lot of the things that Western fans are intrigued about. What happened with this travel situation? What, was there this delay on the live feed? What was up with that? Is that common? Is censorship common in Saudi Arabia? We're going to get into all of that tomorrow, Justin. I'm, I'm stoked about that one.
2: Yeah, it uh, piqued my interest.
1: Yeah, very, very good. Also on tomorrow, uh, our own Brian Wool. He's going to uh, – we're going to release his interview with Matt Seidel. Um, that is also a video interview. That will be up on YouTube. And we have another interview as well that also will be a video interview that will uh, be available on our YouTube channel. Uh, our own Andy Malnowski, he interviewed the president of the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame coming to upstate New York. His name is Tony Viano, and he's going to be on tomorrow's show as well. And, of course, this weekend, Wrestling Inc. is going to be your place to be for all your pro wrestling coverage of course, we got TLC on Sunday. You're going to have NWA, Into the Fire, and you're also going to have Ring of Honor's Final Battle and Final Battle Fallout. We're going to have coverage of all four of those shows. And if that's not enough for you on Friday night, this Friday night, you can also go over to Fight TV you can find Warrior Wrestling 7. I'll be doing commentary for that alongside Rich Bikini. Uh, you're going to get uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Team Chaos featuring Will Ospreay versus the Rascals. Kurt Angle is going to be on this show. Uh, just a blowout. Just going to be a fantastic weekend uh, for pro wrestling. And if you like this show, you like all our shows, you like our review shows, go over to the Wrestling Inc. audio channel on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a nice comment. All that stuff is always appreciated. Uh, Justin, what do you want to plug put over here before we wrap up the show today?
2: Uh, follow me on social media at Justin Labar and I will talk to you guys tonight live uh after AEW and NXT myself uh Matt Morgan and Glenn.
1: There it is everybody I'm at Wink Rebel over on Twitter. Thanks again so much for tuning in. Woo! And remember, if you winked, you didn't Woo. miss it. Woo!
0: Woo! Woo!